Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 353, Andy's first 2021 Puerto Rican turkey. And I am your co-host, and the guy who cooked about... Seven pounds of sausage today. And I'm your co-host, and the guy who has accomplished one of his many off-season goals. All right. What are you doing cooking sausage, dude? You got a a sausage sponsor. Uh, So, this, this just really upset me today. So, probably like most people, we keep a trash can in our basement garage. And okay. occasionally, it well, let me say this first. It takes a long time to fill up that trash can. You know, okay. it's just yeah. like Cause... when you have a couple of paper towels on the floorboard of your truck, and finally you're like, yeah. all right, you know, you grab that, you walk in the door in the basement and throw them in the trash. Mm-hmm. So it takes a long time to fill it up. And because occasionally there's some food product in there, it starts to stink after a while. Well, for the past 
24 hours. The garage has been stinking. And Tammy came into the office midday today and said, I rolled out the trash into the driveway because I can't stand that smell in there anymore in the garage. And I said, okay. So I walked in the garage a few minutes later just for a different reason, not checking on what she had done. And sure enough, I didn't smell anything. So for those of you who don't know, and that's going to be the majority of you listening, my wife, I think, could put any Springer Spaniel, Brittany Spaniel, Cocker Spaniel, German Short-Haired, and probably 80% of the Labradors to shame. To shame, yeah. She has a <laughs> nose. She can smell something bad a mile away. In fact, I'm going to tell this. I'm getting off the story here, but I got to tell this because it's just insane. For one of her niece's birthday parties, we go to this Japanese steakhouse, which will remain nameless. And we go in there. I place my order at the hibachi grill, and I ordered the hibachi steak. Guy sitting next to me orders hibachi steak. Tammy orders shrimp, I think. Anyway, it goes on around the, the rest of our table and the table across from us. And five minutes later, here comes our chef to cook in front of us. He wheels the cart with all of the pre-cut meats on it behind us, about four feet behind us, as he's making his way to his to our grill. And Tammy looks at me and she says, don't eat that steak. <laughs> no way. And I said, what? She said, don't eat that steak. I'm like, I, surely she's saying something like, oh my God, I've seen a snake and I just can't hear her with my <laughs> old ears. You know, at the time I was probably 40. Yeah. She's, she surely didn't say don't eat the steak. And I looked at her and I said, did you say don't eat the steak? And she looks at me very sternly and says, it's bad. And I said, are you sure? She said, it reeks. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So the dude comes up Finally, you know, while this is going on between me and her, he gets to the cooking station to the grill. And I looked at him and I said, excuse me, can you smell that steak that's in that bowl that you're about to cook and <laughs> tell me if it's if it smells bad to you? And he puts the guy puts his nose almost into the bowl, pulls his face back real quick and goes, whoo, and took that meat off. And went and got some more. Wow. And I looked at her and I said, I cannot believe that. She said, I cannot believe you couldn't smell it. So that's how good her nose is. So that's insane. After I go into the garage and I'm like, yeah, the smell's gone. It smells fine. 30 minutes later, an hour later, however long, she goes back into the garage and she comes back into the office and said, that smell's not gone. There's something dead in the garage. Well, we have a side by side refrigerator freezer in the garage it was our old one that we had in the kitchen years and years ago it has very little stuff in it there's the black coyote i killed from two years ago that i need to take to the taxidermist there's the turkey from new york that i killed three years ago that i need to take to the taxidermist there's like seven pounds of deer sausage in there that tastes just like Koneka sausage for those of you in the South who enjoy your Ooh, Koneka sausage. Good stuff. Yes, indeed. There's a package of bass. There's two half turkey breasts, two thighs and two legs, and a bunch of beards 
and legs in the freezer. And so nothing in the refrigerator. And I, while she's walking around in the garage trying to sniff out the source of this foul smell, a little light bulb went off in my head and I walked over and I opened up the freezer side of the side-by-side and there was no light that came on. Mm, and then she gone. bigger light bulb went off in my head and I remembered that the power went out. Saturday afternoon, I unplugged the refrigerator and freezer to plug in an extra extension cord so that mm. we could sand and repaint our, our outdoor furniture. And I forgot to plug it back in. Mm. So everything... Almost everything in the refrigerator was still cold, believe it or not. It wasn't as like, oh my God, this is still perfectly, you know, cold, yeah. chilled. And, but it was cool to cold, I'll put it that way. Yeah. And so what we did have some real Cajun Market sausage in there, which is already cooked, but it was still cold. So it's in our refrigerator. I'll be eating that for breakfast tomorrow. Not sad about that. I cooked that seven pounds of Koneka sausage. We've got the turkey breast, legs, and thighs soaking in water just to soak some more blood out of them. I'll be cooking that tomorrow. And if so y'all aren't eating out this week. <laughs> if anyone's hungry in the Birmingham area, just hit me up on Instagram or Facebook and come on over and let's eat. <laughs> you got plenty of Y'all won't be eating out for the week. No, for no, sure. but it, I mean, it just makes me, first of all, I hate wasting stuff. And yeah, I mean, heck, at least you caught it. Especially wild game. Oh, no, it's, that's the worst. Because I met that animal, and yep. I did something very bad to that animal and took its life, and I yep. did it to eat it. Yep. And when that doesn't happen, it just, I mean, it just like rips my soul out to have to throw no, anything really out does. like that yeah yeah that's fact so but you know to throw out oh there was some chicken in there and she ended up throwing out the chicken but to throw out chicken or throw out beef i feel yeah. no connection to it it's just like hey that's five bucks down the drain or eight bucks yeah. or 12 that, bucks that was whatever. just money you didn't yeah. take its life personally yeah yeah so that that makes sense i totally understand what you're saying and i've I've had a freezer go out before and caught it, luckily, and that's just a terrible situation. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, so, anyway, I don't know if the coyote's any good. You know, the hair may have slipped on it. And send it send it up to Tanner Burns. Yeah. Get him to do some taxidermy for you. Yeah, and the same with that turkey. It may or may not be any good, but it's every the, the Refrigerator freezers plugged back in, and hopefully everything's going to refreeze, and we'll just work with it from there, or unfortunately, we won't. Yeah, well, it'll be what it is now. Yep, no doubt. So, anyway, tell me about your goal that you got marked off the list. Well, I had a goal that I did not realize I would accomplish this quick of this off season i wanted to be stronger before turkey season than i went into this turkey season and i have accomplished that i'm going to go into details on it but i found a workout regime that is unbelievable for me at least and hits me perfectly and i'm at my strongest point in life so far so that feels pretty awesome so i've accomplished that goal that was one of the first goals i set when season ended is i wanted to be stronger by turkey season so 
check that box. Goal two, which requires the demise of many raccoons, will begin soon. Nice. Well, when you and Audrey come to visit in a few weeks, I've got some things I need moved around the house, so I'm glad you've been bulking up. Yeah, well, I should be able to right now. If I can't lift it now, old me definitely couldn't have, so... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it does feel good because I had that goal in mind. And, you know, this past week I kind of tested some things and, and I achieved the goal. So I love setting goals and, and accomplishing them, you know, attainable goals. And so that was one of them that a lot quicker than I expected. But I got on this program. It's called Hypertrophy Clusters by Jake Tura. And it has been awesome. I'm actually about to just do the eight weeks again. Well, that's very cool. Yeah, I've I noticed more this year that I feel like after taking so much time off from the gym, I feel like I am like, I don't know, putting on more muscle, even though I'm not back up to my weight that I was at before COVID hit. Yeah. So could be a good thing. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I mean, that's not really what I'm looking for is, you know, more muscle. I'm just trying to, you know, maintain some strength to do what I love doing even more. Yeah, well, I think, you know, at your age, maintaining muscle mass becomes very difficult you know, as you get more frail and, and aged. Mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> Let's move on to your Puerto Rican turkey hunt. We, we've wasted enough time at the beginning of this week. Yeah, show. you take a jab at me, and then, you know, all of a sudden we're going to change the subject and run yeah, off. Yeah, uh, you know, I like to mess with you about your age. We, uh, I, I mean, does not phase me, not in the least. What other podcast has two co-hosts of such vastly different ages, honestly? But <laughs> yeah, I know we got uh, me at seventy-two, and wow, you aging at, yourself young there at eighteen, and so <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a dynamic duo. If I've ever heard of one, two vastly different opinions and thought processes, and yeah, it's good. Well, let's hear how your thought process led to turkey number one of 2021 for you. Because I'm interested. You kind of gave me a synopsis on the story, and I'm ready to hear the legit audio of this turkey proclaiming his gobbles to the world. So this was the first week of Puerto Rico's season in 2021. And I had a very eventful week. So that was the week that my buddy Evan from Mississippi came in and hunted with me and we got him a bird in Puerto Rico and nice. he needed that territory. <laughs> Being so Is that the the right word that I'm looking for? I have no idea. I think we know what you mean. Are, are, is Puerto Rico a territory for the U.S.? Anyway, he needed that island to mark off of his list. Yes. And, you know, he helped me out in the state that he lives in just a little south of Alaska. And so he came here. We got him a bird the Sunday after opening day. And this was about, oh, I guess two days later. I go into an area that I've obviously I've hunted it before, but I've not hunted it this season. Season. Yeah. First, first time back. Yeah. And so I get in there and there's a turkey gobbling off in the distance and I start towards him he's still on the roost he flies down he's gobbling pretty well but he's going away from me never what we want to happen when we go traipsing after a bird and I never could get in front of him he's moving 
pretty quickly. He's moving as fast as I'm moving. And so I keep looking on Onyx to see where he's going. And finally he stops, still gobbling, but stopped walking. And I start to gain some ground on him. He's at the top of one ridge. I'm coming up the backside of a second ridge directly across from him. I poke my head up over there, look through my binox, and I see him. He's standing in a food plot. So I, I continue just crawling on up to the top of the ridge. And I sit down against a tree and I call a little bit. Well, he's responding, but it's not like he's just, you know, blowing up. It's not like he's just fallen in love with that hen that's on the next ridge. And so I've got not much confidence in the fact that he's going to leave that food plot and come towards me. Plus, as open as it is, he knows there's no hen on that next ridge over where he, where he hears the calling coming from or he'd be able to see her. And the hen knows where he is because he's gobbling. So he's in a perfect spot. Well, I try to call him. He doesn't come. And I finally, I realize, hey, this is going nowhere. And not only is it going nowhere, but it's going nowhere not anytime fast. So I'm looking at the food plot. And now the food plot's probably 250 yards away. But there really is not Mm -hmm. much between me and the food plot. When it drops down off this ridge and goes up to the next ridge where the food plot is, there's just some, you know, a few pine trees between me and him. There's not much. So... Like a bunch of light poles, pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Might as well be. Yeah. So I see him. He is walking from my right to my left. And I thought to myself, he's about to leave the food plot. And not only is he about to leave the food plot, he's about to walk the road that goes out of the food plot. And I have a feeling he's going to walk the road that comes up towards this ridge that I'm on. So mm-hmm. I drop off the back of that ridge circle way around, come around, get to the road that I'm expecting him to be on. And I look up ahead and I said to myself, that turkey right there is probably going to come around the bend in that road just any minute now. And here I am, I'm not really standing in the middle of a road because I don't typically stand in the middle of a road when I'm hunting. I'll be off to one side of it. Well, I look around real quick and I see this blowdown and it's a pine tree that's just recently been blown down. All of the needles are still green and I just stand behind it. It's right on the edge of the road. Excellent. Yeah. And so I'm looking down the road at that bend, just really kind of thinking, okay, if he gobbles, I'll be able to get a good direction on him. I'll know if he's coming my way or not, but still, I think this turkey is going to come around that bend in the road any second now. So I'm standing there and I'm waiting and I'm looking down the road. About 30 seconds goes by and he steps out from around the curve in the road. All right. Yeah. Good call on your part. Yeah. I think, hey, something may happen here and I'm going to have to shoot him standing behind this blowdown. Not a big deal. I can do that. Yeah. You'll sacrifice and do that. Sure. So he took about three steps when he came around that bend in the road, stops, looks dead my direction for a few seconds mm. packs his bag up nope turn Leans right behind the back mm. stepped off the road gone and i'm sitting there and i'm like did that just happen he just <laughs> he just spotted me standing behind the top of a live well, pine tree pine. isn't your your camo's long leaf yes camo too it's, yes it pine camo. it's pine tree camouflage and he like it like 
as if you were sitting there in a solid neon yellow shirt waving your arms sees you. Yes. I have. Uh, there is zero doubt in my mind that it was me he saw that spooked See, that, that's where turkeys just blow my mind. So, you know, every now and then it's like they do have mythical powers. I don't know how he could have done that. That's crazy. Because yeah. I know what kind of camo you use. Yeah. It's dull, faded, looks just like a pine tree. You've killed turkeys in it constantly. That's unreal. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that was a fun morning. At least I got to see a bird. Got yeah, to hear one I mean, gobble and, you know, it, it was, uh, I've had worse mornings. Oh, absolutely. So it's about time for me to go to work. So I just continue on down. Well, you know, I, I go to where he was and try to call and get him to re- respond and nothing. And so... I call it a day. Go back to the truck. On my drive home, which is about an hour drive, I devise a plan. Oh, yeah. Still thinking about him. My plan is I'm going to go in there in that same area the next morning, and I am going to go to the food plot that he went to after he flew down, and I'm going to let him gobble on the roost, let him fly down if he's in the same area. And, of course, he may not be. He may, you know, he could roost a mile from there who knows and so i'm gonna let him fly down and see what direction he goes and if he comes towards this food plot then i beat you know i'm there first yeah so the next morning that's exactly what i did i get in that food plot well before goblin time because he could be roosted 75 yards from it but where i think he's going to be roosted if he's going to roost in the same place he was the morning before or at least the same area it's 400 yards away, maybe 600 yards. It's a good ways off, way farther off than I would ever want to be from a turkey that's in the, on the roost. But again, I don't know because I didn't get in there and roost him the afternoon before. So I'm there. It gets to be, you know, about gobbling time. I hoot a couple of times. And then all of a sudden, off in the bottom down below me, about four, 500 yards away, he gobbles. Do I have to tell you how hard it was to not drop down off of that food plot and go in there to where he was roosted i mean i'm yeah i'm sticking with my plan though my plan is let him fly down figure out what direction he's going to go if he comes up to that food plot i'm in great shape if he goes somewhere else i'm i'm really no worse off you know yeah so that's what i do i stand there on the edge of the food plot really kind of 20 yards into the woods between the food plot and him and listen to him gobble. Well, there's another bird gobbling off to my right. I should say really pretty much in front of me, but more to the right of him. And so I didn't think much about the other bird. He's a little bit further away, and I just didn't think it was the same turkey that I had gobbling the morning before. Are you between them? No, no. The other turkey's, okay. you know, still, he's he's a long way off as well. He's Five to 600 yards away. Mm -hmm. So bird number one that gobbles first flies down and kind of starts my direction. He's thinking you're in the right spot. Yeah, I'm thinking this this might actually work. Bird number two flies down and shuts up. Bird number one still gobbling. Well, he turns and starts walking where bird number two was roosted. Again, Mm -hmm. that plan, that strategy of being between two gobbling toms is a good one. I don't care how far apart they are. Yeah, and probably would have worked that day, but I have no way of knowing. Yeah. So 
bird number one's gobbling, going that direction towards where bird number two is roosted. Still gobbling, still gobbling. All of a sudden, bird number two gobbles, and he's walking towards bird number one. And I think, all right, it's very easy. One of two things is about to happen. They're either about to fight, which means there's going to be a delay in any bird coming up to where I am. And I've called a little bit now. When they hit the ground, I, I've called a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I'm in the area. I'm where you were yesterday, probably yeah. the day before, probably the day Just before. announcing that. your presence. Yep. And so they're either going to fight or they're going to buddy up. Yeah, if, or if they're, they're best friends. Yeah, if they're going to fight, it's going to be a little bit of a delay. If they're going to buddy up, shouldn't be too terribly long. So they buddy up. <laughs> I think and, they just met up and, and it was like, all right, you want to throw down? And one of them was like, nah, man, you, you can be the boss today. Yeah, yeah. You, you can you, strut. That girl sounds ugly. You can have her. Yeah. I, you mind if I come with you, though? Yeah. Yeah, come on, pal. Let's go. Maybe she's got a good-looking friend who's quiet. Yeah, I'll wait for you. Yeah, the quiet, strong type. <laughs> That's how it went. Uh-huh. You convinced me otherwise. Yeah. So they buddy up, and we're just going to jump into a little bit of the audio here. And I'm going to play some of this. So is this where they had buddied up or are we starting back to roost talk? Oh, no, no. This is this is where they buddy up. OK, and so they're together. now. Yeah, gotcha. they they're together. So I'm going to play a little bit of this. OK, he's coming a little bit closer. There's two, two or three birds in there together. Go over here and get that 
that spot I have picked out. I don't know if they're down there fighting or they met up and are running this way, so I need to be prepared in case it's the latter. When they buddied up, I just went for my spot where I wanted to sit and, you know, being hopeful. But you've got to be hopeful. Otherwise, why would you get up in the morning and go? Yeah, always got to be. Yeah. So I'm looking around. I find me a decent spot to sit where I'm fairly concealed. And I start calling a little bit. We're just going to pick up from there. And I'll fill everybody in on kind of what happened at, during this period of time that I'm playing for you during this audio. And then we'll go through the rest of the hunt from there. All right. Cool. Let's All hear right. it. Listen in. so you kind of maybe if you're driving in the car you might not have heard it it might have all just sounded like woods noise but they went from gobbling to not gobbling when i started mm. calling <laughs> <laughs> that typically i don't know about the rest of you guys but that typically doesn't make me feel very good no that's you want them to like lustily be cutting you off I, I know what you mean that's, yeah that's the worst thing ever that can happen <laughs> and so you know had a third turkey somewhere anywhere within hearing distance started gobbling i would have left mm. i would have gone towards the third bird but yeah. nothing else gobbled so i'm just gonna hang out in the area what i mean what else do i have to lose you know yeah you already shut up those two so yeah i mean why not <laughs> Let's see if I can scare some Tweety birds or something with my calling. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and now I'm I'm up. In fact, I've gone from being in my good hiding spot to right, I mean, literally have gone to a pine tree that's on the edge of the food plot. I'm sitting there looking at my telephone, checking text messages, and I hear this. Here, get to the spot. 
So mm-hmm. I had somebody's attention. Yeah, maybe the silence wasn't a bad sign. The silence was traveling. Yeah, movement was happening. Yeah, and so let's listen in to a little bit more of the audio. I'm going to break in one more time to the audio and kind of fill you in on what has happened up to that point. And then we've got an additional audio clip after that. So let's listen in for a few minutes here. And I think that gobble that was off in the distance might be a little bit louder next time. So listen in close. Heating up. It's getting hot in here. For sure. (laughs) So, first gobble, after they'd been quiet for so long, sounded like it was a long way off. But really, it was about 250 yards away. It was just on the other side of that ridge that I was on the morning before. So, now we switch positions. I'm in the food plot. The turkey gobbles on the other side of the ridge that I was on the morning before. 
And I'll, now I'm thinking, yeah. okay, those two jokers are about to walk up on the top of that ridge and look into this food plot and not see a hen. Not only are they not going to see a hen, but I'm sitting on the edge of a pine tree on the edge of the food plot. So there's a chance they're going to see me. So I kind of just roll off the tree and crawl back to that spot that I was in before. Now, one thing that I really like about that spot that I picked out is there's... <laughs> and maybe I was wrong now that I'm replaying all this in my mind. <laughs> but there were two pine trees blown down behind me. So I had cover behind me. There was a pine tree that was blown down across the road that runs into the food plot that I'm expecting these two birds to come in. So nice. I got a lot of cover between me and the road there. leading into the food plot. So a lot of cover between me and them. And then I've got some cover behind me to kind of break up my outline. And I kind of feel like if one or both of these turkeys would come past the blowdown that had fallen down in the road that leads to the food plot, it would be too late at that point because I'd be able to pick up the movement of them coming kind of in the holes in the the top of that pine tree blowdown. Now, that blowdown didn't cover the entire road. It covered probably 75-80% of it. Plenty mm -hmm. of room for a turkey to walk past. So, Let's pick up the audio again from here, and we'll see you guys here in a minute. All right. Come on.
Man, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but that first turkey of the year oh. is just the monkey off the back. and Oh, yeah. Flying high, man. You can still do it. Yeah. It's, it's just such a good feeling. And then to have it play out like you wanted it, like you yeah, had it all you, planned in your head, which is just, you know. That, that happens such a small fraction oh, of the it. time I know where it. the original plan actually works. I know. There's usually 10 audibles before it works. You yeah. know, that's, that's crazy because that usually <laughs> when you set out a plan before that day starts, that usually isn't how things happen. So that's pretty cool. You had it mapped out and it, it worked. Your patience paid off. You know, no one could have told me a thing that day. I knew everything <laughs> that entire day. You were the man. I was. I was yeah. the smartest human being on the face of the earth. Yeah. And two things that are kind of unique about that hunt. Number one, I had walked from the time that I made the very first turkey sound actually i'm just even going to say from the time that i got into the area that i wanted to be in i had walked even back and forth in that food plot maybe 200 yards yeah that was a lot of back and forth across and back and forth in that food plot waiting for once the birds started gobbling waiting on them to fly down Mm -hmm. and you know i'd always heard hunters say and trust me i've seen it happen and i've experienced it in other parts of the country. Never have I experienced it in the South, but I've heard hunters say you, if a turkey's, you know, five, 600 yards away on the roost and you call to him, he's eventually going to come where you are and check out what he heard. Yeah. I don't, I have no way to really dispute that because I don't sit in that same spot for all day long. Yeah. 16 know, hours. <laughs> yeah. To know that that does not happen, but I have sincere doubts about that especially about that happening all the time because nothing works. Nothing happens all the time with turkeys. No. If it did, I don't think we would hunt them. No. Yeah, that's a fact. I I was in that area the entire morning, never left, and those turkeys came to that food plot because, number one, they're comfortable there. Number two, they heard a hen there, and there's no telling how many times they've met hens up in that yeah. in that food plot before. Well, so, spring of the year, there that's what they're after. So, and you saw one of them there the day before. So you knew, yeah, you knew you were in a spot the turkey had frequented before, and that always ups your odds. Yes, calling a turkey somewhere he's been before is a lot easier than calling him into a spot he's never stepped foot. I would assume. Yeah. So the other thing that was interesting about that hunt that morning to me is that all totaled counting my 200 yard walkabout in that in and around that food plot i probably walked a total of 400 yards the entire morning i was parked 100 yards from the food plot man that's nice (laughs) yes so not a long walk to get back to the truck a great drive back home Oh, yeah. Top of Fresh the world. Turkey in the freezer. It First just. One of the year. Yeah. It just does not get any better than that. So, yeah. Oh, man. Those are those are just the best, man. It, there's something about that first one. You've been waiting nine months to do it, and then you finally get to see it happen again. Yeah. And I think the keys to that hunt, number one, were patience. Yeah. Because 
I was where they wanted to be. Yep. And number two was knowing where they wanted to be. And now I think number two, I got a good bit of luck in my direction that day just because that's where they wanted to be that day. And it just happens to be identical to the day before. And that doesn't always happen that way. In fact, no. it probably happens that way less often than it does happen that way. Yeah, yeah. So, I think some truth there, but yeah. those are two. The, the patience definitely on that one, you know, who knows what would have happened had you taken out towards them. But yeah. you know what happened by sitting and being patient. Absolutely. So that and, that's a key right there. And it's something that I suck at when it comes oh, to turkeys. You're telling me you're better at it than I am. But, you know, it, it, it just, you never know. So it, it's it's one of those deals, like you said, when he gobbled on the roost that morning, it was so hard to sit there. That's when I struggle with it. It's like, yeah, I know I'm in a spot he wants to be. And he gobbles two or three more times. And you're like, God, he spun on the limb. I got to go. I got to go get in front of him. <laughs> Psych yourself out. But patience is key, man. You did good on that one. Well, after pat myself on the back a little bit on that one so yeah that was one of those rare instances where i was patient and it did pay off yeah very good man very good was he which when the two birds came in was one strutting or were they both walking side by side how 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 was that yeah so i never really kind of summed the hunt up so when you know they gobbled a few times as they were coming getting closer Mm -hmm. and the second to the last time that they gobbled, I thought to myself, I should be able to see them through that pine tree top. Mm-hmm. And then that that period of silence, it just seemed like it was four and a half days long in real life, but was probably, I don't know, I'd have to look back at the audio on in our audio player. It probably was four minutes, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm yeah. thinking, they've walked off. They've walked off. They they looked down in the food plot and didn't see a hen and they've just walked off. Mm-hmm. And then that last gobble and they were so close and I said, it's happening. You know, that was when I, I knew it was happening. And I'm looking through that treetop and I don't see any movement, still don't see a turkey, no movement, no movement, no movement. And all of a sudden, the turkey just walks past the treetop mm-hmm. and stopped and that was it. He had not even enough time to process that something may not be right mm-hmm. <laughs> that worked out nice because uh he, he apparently was pretty good at spotting folks behind pine trees so it's a yes. good thing you got him quick yeah so i don't know you know if one of the birds was was bigger or you know dominant and the other one was not or they were both subordinate birds matter. it doesn't it does not matter but he still is a nice three-year-old turkey nice very good i checked his id good yeah so you, you dna tested him made sure it all checked out three years old gotcha oh no he had a driver's license oh okay that's good so he's you know dog years 21 seven years times three so there you go mm-hmm. i like it well that's cool man i, I love reliving the hunts you know it's something unique i think we do on this podcast a lot of other folks don't do and and i just i enjoy it i don't even know if any listeners like it but i don't really care i enjoy it (laughs) well you know over the years i've gotten good feedback on the hunts 
And I, for me, especially this time of year, man, I crave it. Yeah, I hearing mean, gobbling and, and the the game being played, I mean, it's just something you can't get. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, at least I hope, that the listeners of the show are putting themselves in that hunt. Oh, yeah. You know, and if so, then they're probably enjoying that just as much as, as we enjoyed living it when it happened. But I don't know. As It's just like I said, man, I crave it this time of year. So to be able to, to listen to it again and relive it, it just puts a huge smile on my face. Yep. And heck, we didn't even tell them how many days they had until Puerto Rico opened back up. How long you got till you can go again? It's not going to be all that long. Gets closer every week. Yeah, 232 days, 9 hours, 45 minutes, and 25 seconds. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I'm going to curveball the the opening day for the earliest season, not Hawaii, will be Florida in 213 days and 8 hours. That'll make you feel a lot better. Yeah. That's not that that's not that too far off. Not sure if either of us will get to participate in that. I don't think I will be, but that just sounds a lot better. We're we're almost down in the one hundreds for it. Florida. So that that's starting to get starting to get interesting. Mm-hmm. And fall turkey season's coming even sooner. So I know. I, I gotta I gotta get out of the woods soon and start looking for a bachelor group to learn. Yeah. Well, so that'll be coming up soon. I think you'll be able to do that. So we'll see. Have, have you spent any time on the new property? I have spent a little bit of time on the new property. We've got a robust turkey flock, I believe. There's go oh, good. Every time anyone has stepped foot on the property, we have seen turkeys. So that's pretty good sign. Gotta like that <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and a lot of tracks. My brother saw a lot of poults with some hens, so that's a good sign. It's gonna need some work. We are implementing kind of phases of work. Step one is going to be to widen the roads, make it a lot more accessible mm-hmm. by vehicle, which will make mm-hmm. everything else easier. Yeah. And then phase two is going to be in the dead center of the property. We're going to build a large field. There's quite a few food plots, anywhere from a quarter to one acre in size. Some maybe a hair bigger, but we're going to put like a 10 acre field, oddly shaped field in the dead middle of the property. And so that's going to be kind of a bigger food source for the, for the animals of the property. So that's, that's the goal in the middle so that, you know, poachers and neighbors can't call birds off of it and that kind of thing. And, and it'll just kind of help harbor stuff. And then we're having plans to burn as well come February and March. So we got some ideas going. I haven't been up there in a little while now. The most positive thing I've seen on the new property is, or have not seen a single coon track. I love that because our property here in this county is just absurdly loaded in raccoons. Hmm. And so at least I, I don't think that's going to be a hard battle to fight up there. So that will be nice. May explain why there's so many freaking turkeys up there. Yeah. But it'll be good. I'm I'm excited about the new place. I already have one person who I'm trying to help get an Alaskan turkey who should be up here next year to hunt a friend of the show and one who's been on here before. So hopefully he'll be up here and he may kill the first turkey on the new property. Who knows? <laughs> oh, cool. That'd be great. Hey, I don't I don't care. I just I don't as long as I get to be there, you know. <laughs> 
Well, I'll be happy. I probably need to share something with you. Uh-oh. What you got? I bought a new lighter. A new, oh, for burning? Yeah. So, you know, I love a good fire. I'll bring Come the marshmallows. Let's, let's burn it down, man. We'll, we'll get, the, get the pine going. I'll bring the cold beer, the colder water, and a drip torch. The essentials to, to all good times. I like it. And, Let's of course, a rake and a shovel. And I'll bring some real Cajun market sausage to throw on the grill afterwards. Shoot, grill? We'll just cook it right there. <laughs> right on, on the, the pine fire going. Yeah, man. I like it. Well, heck, it's already cooked, so that's yep. pretty easy. Yeah, all you got to do is heat it up. Yeah. It's good stuff. We might have to plan something like that. But yeah, so that's that's what's going on. And, you know, I think the new property is going to be a great thing. It's going to take a little work. It's already got a good, healthy population of turkeys on it. So that's going to take a lot of burden off of us because a lot easier to have a lot of turkeys if you start with a lot of turkeys. Yes, it is. So <laughs> we don't have to build a flock, which is nice. I think once we get to burning and managing the habitat specifically for turkeys we're gonna be just uh just just fine up there yeah we'll see we shall see excellent glad to hear that so tell me about this sausage from the real cajun market have you finished all of yours up man i got one package left of andouille because i have a recipe i'm saving the andouille for i guess of course i could order more but for whatever reason, I have it allocated for a gumbo recipe that I'm planning to make with a wild turkey breast, smoked wild turkey and andouille gumbo. So I'm planning on making that soon, but, but then I'm going to be out, and then I'm going to have to go reorder, and I'm probably going to go reorder Real Cajun Market Sausage through their website, realcajunmarket.com. Go there and, and order my sausage that way. But if anybody else would like to order, you can go that route, or you can contact the Real Cajun Market on Instagram or Facebook, or Cullen Lord on Instagram and Facebook. He is the chef slash owner who's putting together these delicious combos and their sausages, and you can get it delivered straight to your doorstep that way. Or if you want to go straight to the source, you can call Cullen's wife Ann Lord, and you. He'll give you her phone number in a second, and they'll ship you the sausages in a cooler, already pre-cooked, cold, ready to go. Throw it in your freezer or fridge, or just eat it straight out the box if you can't handle it. But you can also call Ann and take your orders that way and let them know you heard about it on the Turkey Hunter podcast. What is her number? 678-471-1150. That is 678-471-1150. One one five zero. Yeah, so do that. Support them because they're supporting us, and because it's awesome sausage. So it's a great deal for you. We would appreciate it because they are supporting our show and make it easier for us to be able to produce these shows each week. And so do that, please. That can be the favor of the week. Support our sponsor, the Real Cajun Market, and you'll be supporting yourself and the Turkey Hunter podcast. We appreciate y'all for listening. Very good. Tough order. Wrap it say? up, man. All right, let's Wrap do it. it Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, 
please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.